Lord, for this day, we give you thanks and ask now that you would be present, living and active. Come, Lord, and speak. Use this in the way that you would. In Jesus' name, amen. So, my, um, my requisite disclaimer, because as I mentioned last week, I feel a little funny doing this because it's a complete indulgence, um, uh, but I don't care. Y'all are here now, and you don't have to be. You, uh, 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 some of y'all were here last week. Um, leave if you'd like. You won't offend me at all. Um, quick audio-visual frustration. It worked when I came in here at 9, and I got it to work just right, and then when I came here at 9.40, 9.50 after I took communion, it didn't. The sound is going to go through the speaker in the in the projector. The HDMI cable right now is trying to override the audio, and I can't undo it. Rather than trying to, you know, blow everything up because at least I got the image. So the sound's not going to be quite as great, which is too bad because this first clip, this is the intro um, uh, to their Pop Mart uh, tour. Um, it's 10 minutes. Uh, it's still for my money. The best way they've started a tour. I love it, in fact. This is um, from the DVD, the Pop Mart in, um, in Mexico City. It would have been like 1997, 1998, probably 1997 be my guess. This is their phase where a lot of people got off. And this is where I, play. I really get in. I love this stuff. Um, but you don't have to. Most people don't, in fact. This is like their... Uh, their pop album, if you know anything about U2, and the, they went through and, and got really super serious and super earnest, like with the Joshua Tree, and then they made the huge flop, which we may look at, with some rattle and hum. All that was sort of an exploration of American music. And then they got, like, you know, super huge, but then also the critics came out, and they came out with Octung Baby, what a lot of people would still say is their best sort of masterpiece in terms of their... Uh, their, their craftsmanship and their songwriting. We'll listen to a song from that album later. Um, and Bono famously described it as the sound of four men chopping down the Joshua tree because they completely redid their sound. Now, a lot of Americans were like, what? You know, if you remember the fly, just a really grinding guitar, very different sound from anything that came out of um, the Joshua tree. They took that because it reminds us they're European. They're not Americans. They explored American music, and so America got on board. He's like, oh, I kind of hear Elvis. Oh, I kind of hear, you know, the Stones, which is funny because they're British, but they're playing American music, and they went all through those years. doesn't sound anything like what was going on in terms of American music, and they took that and did this social experiment with pop um, where I play on the, the, the double meaning of the word pop. I need to hurry up because I didn't mean to say all this. Uh, pop being popular, so they announced the album and the tour, which was huge. I mean, this was like 30 stories, you'll see it, the, the big golden arch. Um, uh, they announced their tour in a Kmart, you know, it's popular, it's pop media, it's pop um, uh, consumerism, so it's all that popular, but then they also have this play on pop as in a violent expulsion of, uh, of pressure and tension. And Bono says that in certain places. Well, that's where he kind of gets on with some theology, because all this is about paradox. You know, a lot of them, I said last week, something I didn't really mean to say, but I'll stand with it, that Bono's a closet Lutheran. Now, he wouldn't call himself that, but I would. Why? <laughs> because of how he views human nature and God proper, uh, with an emphasis on Christology. Those are very Lutheran. Well, all, that's very Christian. But then the way Luther 
and the Lutherans following him would describe all that. The continuation of sin and the working out of a lot of simultaneous uh, tension. So we have got law, gospel, light, dark. Um, how can you uh, stand next to the truth but not see it? Um, how can I walk like this but act like that? These are all quotes from some of what he, 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 he talks about, what we call simul justus at Peccator, the experience of being a human being who is a Christian, those two things aren't separate. You're not a human sometimes and a Christian other times. It's the simultaneous experience of sinful and yet loved at the same time. Meanwhile, at the realm of God, very black and white, you might say, either the God revealed or the God hidden. So inner pop, where some of that tension is now being broken, now that's being revealed. And so they come out, and here's the intro to the place, to the uh, why I love it so much. The, um, the song that came out is called Mofo. I don't want to go too far into that, but it is what you, you think it is. very Freudian. That's the Oedipus um, and the Electric Complexes. This is the best place where baptism, Martin Luther, Sigmund Freud, and a good dose of ambient techno come together. I don't know of a better place, in fact. Um, uh, so they enter in, and they're all in these ridiculous costumes because it's all about the noise. It's all about distraction. It's all about persona. It's all about everything I can do to defend myself, here Sigmund Freud, here human nature, uh, from, uh, from the truth, from reality, from God, in other words. I am running, 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 running from God. And so Bono comes out looking like a boxer and coming through, and it's this four-minute intro. Adam Clayton comes out in this ridiculous, he's the bassist with like a gas mask on, I and mean, it just looks stupid. And they're totally making fun at everything that has become you too, and they're cutting it all down. Now that's their play. You can buy it, you can not, but that's what they're trying to do. So they have this huge inflation, 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 inflation. And then I hear the first words, the mofo, the song that comes out. Bono screams through all the noise with all the deflection. First words out of his mouth. Looking for to save my, save my soul. I just hear pop, vulnerability, weakness, uh, shallow heart, just bleeding right there in front. And the noise stays, but underneath are all these words. Looking for to fill my God-shaped hole. Looking for the father of my two little girls. Um, and at the end, I'm telling you what to listen for. At the end, and this is live and not in the studio part, that's where they really, they're a live band. As Robert Smith, great preacher over at Beeson, he teaches preaching, he once said a great line. He said, Faith, it's not hard, it's only impossible. You know, it's a great line, by the way. You should think on that. Um, it's not hard, it's only impossible. But we serve the God, the God owns us, who does, makes the impossible possible. And Bono then croons at the end, Move me a mountain. Move me a mountain. Move me a mountain. In other words, the impossible has to happen, but that's what you do, God. That's what you do. That's what you've promised. It's in your word. Make it happen. Um, so anyway, here's the first part of it, and then we'll get into the rest. So sorry about the sound. No, oh, that's a bad... Um, Y'all can get closer if you want, but...
Uh-oh. Now we're really going to have trouble. You might see this tour. They came to Birmingham, I think, with this. This is the one that was at Legion Field. Um. Here? Yeah. No, that was in arenas. So I don't think so. Um. This is the inflation part. It just keeps building. Come in like boxers. Total costumes. Just layer upon layer of distraction and hubris and just somebody other than who I actually am. That's all they're trying to... I just want to be somebody other than this. Interesting, he has a heart on the back of his boxer's robe.
It's a great line. There's a lot in that song, I think. Um, I'm going to go quick, quickly. Uh, but it's a song about longing. You know, it's a song about, can anything good come out of Nazareth? You know, I'm looking for to save my soul. And where am I looking? I'm, I'm looking for who? For the baby Jesus under the trash. Looking at a place where nobody would ever go. Um, why? Because I need to fill this hole. Because it's here. There's this gaping need and I long for that place for it to be filled. And then he comes to that uh, recurring most motif, several of them, in fact, but um, looking for the sound that will drown out the world. Like we talked about last time, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound with the new song, The Miracle. And that's one of their most prevailing metaphors. I think it owns Bono, but we're definitely going to see that in a few moments again, where the sound, um, the personification of of God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the personification of the gospel, the good news which falls on the ear. The gospel has to be preached and heard, for faith cometh by hearing, and that 
being the Word of Christ. And Bono even sort of gave us that breadcrumb again about six weeks ago now in a Times, LA Times interview where he talked about that Greek word rhema. Isn't that amazing? Uh, the living words of Christ is what that word all translates out to be, or the rhema Christus, um, the living words of Christ. When that falls on the ear, it actually changes things, everything. And I'm looking for that sound, that sound to drown out all of this. And they've got, you know, probably, what, how high is that, 10 stories? All of this. I'm looking for that sound. So, contrasting that to one of their, um, uh, the first time, this is not a cut, a lot of people would know, but I love it. It uh, goes backwards through the Holy Trinity. It's going to talk about, I have a lover, the Holy Spirit, a lover like no other. She's got soul, 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 sweet soul, and she teaches me how to sing. I have a brother, who, uh, who's a brother in need. He spends his whole, I spend my whole life running. He spends his running after me. And then I have a father. My father was a rich man. He wore a rich man's cloak. Gave me the keys to his kingdom. Gave me a cup of gold. And then I threw away the key. And I threw away the key. And I threw away the key. What do I, here's how I make sense of this song. And it's um, uh, the opening of a movie called The Million Dollar Hotel, which Bono co-produced. So that's the reason for the, for the whole song. I think it's the story of a soul, that same soul like me, um, longing for this place of fulfillment, looking backwards in his life, of a life that now makes sense, where the sound has drowned out the world. And now I woke up at the moment when the miracle occurred, when the sound made some sense out of me. Uh, and when you have that and you begin to look backwards, where do you start? You start at the now. You know, I've got this lover, a lover like no other, the Holy Spirit who gives me color. Now I can see. We even saw that in Pop. It was black and white and suddenly poof. And then the brother who ran after me even as I ran away from him, you know, the great idea of the hound of heaven. And then back to the father who gave me everything, the keys to the kingdom, all these different rooms. And then I threw away the key. And you can hear, I think, in Bono's voice, this mixture. And this is that simultaneous experience of shame, regret, just looking back saying, how could I have done that? Was that really me? Surely that was somebody. Come on, how could I have done that? And yet on the other side, because remember, he's already now, he's justified. He's saved. He's got color. Within the ecstasy, within the joy, within the sheer release, pop, of knowing that I threw away the key and he's still, the brother ran after me and the lover came to me. And, and gave me soul and did something. So it's a story of repentance. And we look backwards at the way it's, I'm being repented. I'm being turned. I don't do it because all I do is throw it away. I just throw it away. I just throw it away. I just throw it away. And yet, color still comes to me. It's a great story. Um, it's a great song. It's called The First Time. First time he hears the, uh, the sound. Fortunately, probably as good a sound as we're going to get.
This was also Zuropa. Keeping count. Sort of a jarring intro there. Um, the rest of the movie is about trying to make sense of why he's jumping. Um, so from that, from the first time I feel love, uh, if that's the beginning of the story of repentance, um, U2 has one interesting way of, of uh, uh, 
pulling some of their songs is during Holy Week. Um, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Dead Saturday, the the dead Jesus is in the tomb, and then Easter Sunday, and some songs that really highlight that. Um, Until the End of the World, which we're going to look at live. Um, This came off of Octung Baby, which I mentioned earlier, and they kind of, it was a great song, and they never really did much with it. It kind of rested, and they pulled it back out about, what, 12 years later, and now they're still playing it. They're going to to play it. They're playing it right now on the tour. It's about Jesus and Judas. Bono even says that at the beginning. Um, there's a place where he has puts little fingers up right here. I still laugh on the boards as I go and watch like the past two weeks to uh, prepare for classes like this. They still talk about when when Bono becomes a matador and you know our bull and, and edges the matador. You know that's where they do so well. I mean they're putting this out there and it's you know how can you sit right in front of that and think that this is a bull? You know when he's actually Mephisto and all that. These other people he's been. It's Jesus and Judas also to say uh, Christ and Satan. And so it's a passion play. And this is a great, this is rock and roll's version of how to uh, express um, the story from Genesis to Revelation and the defeat of evil and Satan uh, personified where the sound edges guitar. And it really gets, either it's like, you're like, I'm not on, or it's like, Wow, you're one or the other. This is absolutely it's a polarizing piece. I, of course, you know, no surprise. I just think it's very cool um, and rock and roll, right, right all the way to the hilt, uh, where Edge playing the guitar. This is the sound that makes sense out of the world, that drowns out everything else, that wakes up the sleeping ears, that calls the speaker, calls the uh, the dead person Lazarus, arise and walk. This is the sound that defeats Satan. We're at a word, at a word, Christ says, gone. And that's it. That's how Satan is banished. It's when, when Christ finally says, let's go, it's done. And see that here, where when the guitar finally says, this is it, and he's, just, he's gone. And now, so, so Judas, because there's just not enough songs about Jesus and Judas, and there's not enough songs that really tell us the extent um, visually and in terms of a lyric of Psalm 139. You know, where can I go, Lord? Remember all this hubris that I'm trying to run away from? I'll dress up like anything as long as you don't see me for who I actually am. You know, where can I go to get away from who you actually are? If I go up to the heights, you're there. If I go down to the depths of hell, you're already there. I cannot flee from you. And I think all that's at play here. Um, so let me eject and insert. This is from their uh, uh, Boston, in fact, in 2001. A lot of y'all know this song, probably. This is pretty, pretty well known. Although not one of their radio hits. Jesus, this is Judas. So. 
That's the motif of the sound. You'll hear it again and again.
So just an effective audio-visual experience of the defeat of evil at a sound. Um, and then we're not going to listen to this. There's a big F-bomb warning, and they don't do a lot of that. Um, but they are Irish, and they do they, they do, do that. Um, the last song in pop um, uh, called Wake Up Dead Man, and that's Jesus. Um, Waves of regret, waves of joy from that brazen place on the other side. Once we are now with full access to the Father, that we now boldly proclaim him as Abba, you know, Father, Daddy. You know, we even catch that in our liturgy. Now we boldly say, you know, imagine the, 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 uh, the presumption to call the creator of all things Father. You know, there's that element. That's a major sticking point in, uh, say, Muslim-Christian relationships. They would never deem to call Allah that kind of personal, personal um, deity. So, wake up, dead man. This presumption to almost very much like the Psalms, to have that kind of courage to speak honestly about what's actually there. You know, Jesus, Jesus, help me. I'm alone in this world, and this world is messed up. You know, wake up, dead man. Wake up. Wake up, dead man. That's what the song is. And it's not unlike now on the tour where at the end of one of their songs called Cedarwood Road, he then starts um, uh, reciting Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures, etc. and so forth. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And then he just starts, and never thought about this before. It's like, my rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And then he just takes it. He just starts repeating that phrase, comfort me, comfort me, comfort me. And he starts demanding God. No, I'm just going to leave that. You know, that's, you know, is that how bold we are? To have that kind of security? To have that kind of, of certainty in our relationship with the Lord that we can claim, we can demand of God. We who, who only are owed wrath. Comfort me. Wake up. Do you not care? Come to me now. I need you. Um, that's really something. I'll leave that out. And then we'll end with this. Um, almost going to be on time. Window in the Skies. This was the single, which again got some play in Europe, not so much here. Um, they haven't had a radio hit here in years, which they're fine with. Um, they'd like one. They would. Uh, uh, window in the Skies. You know, the sky where heaven is, and then there's a window, and then love comes down, you know, which we call it Christmas, and love came down and resurrected the Lord. It's the Easter song. And I have gotten into the habit where Easter is my favorite day of the year by far. And I wake up early like a lot of us do. And, and, and like a lot of us do, we're waiting for our families to be ready to come down to church. And I just put this song on, on a loop, uh, the last three years. And I love it. I just sit there on Easter morning, and this is the first things I hear. And I just sit there and cry a little bit and just think, this is, this is true. I believe it. I believe it. And it's just this window in the skies is the song. Um, a quick word, it's the, it's the video that went with it. It's really cool. Um, it's just a bunch of, of singers that they've kind of dubbed to make it look like they're singing. You're going to get distracted. Don't get too distracted. We're not listening to the words because uh, you want to guess like, oh, that's, um, who is that? Is that Buddy Holiday? Oh, who is that? I don't remember who that is. So, Window in the Skies, an Easter hymn. All the paradoxes have been resolved. That's what the you'll hear again and again. 
So with that, let us pray. Gracious Father, um, again, do what you will uh, with these classes humbly offered. and uh, Lord, give us um, the comfort and the assurance to, uh, to believe. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.